Psalms 63, the Bible says, O God, you are my God, for you I long, for you my body yearns, for you my soul thirsts like a land parched, lifeless, and without water. So I look to you in the sanctuary to see your power and glory. Your love is better than life. My lips will offer you worship. I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands, calling on your name. My soul shall savour the rich banquet of praise. With joyous lips, my mouth shall honour you. When I think of you upon my bed through the night watches, I will recall that you indeed are my help. In the shadow of your wings, I shout for joy. My soul clings fast to you. Your right hand upholds me. Praise God. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you, we enthrone you, we glorify you. Welcome your presence into our hearts, Lord. Welcome your presence into our minds. We pray that you may speak to our hearts, Lord. Speak a word. Speak to us. Reveal to us the new thing that you want us to learn from this word, this very day, the day of the Lord. We bless you, we honor you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There is no identity crisis in intimacy. Now, we just read Psalms uh, 63. And David wrote this psalm when he was in the wilderness of Judah. He's expressing an intimate relationship between God and a worshiper. And we know he was a worshiper. And here he is longing for the divine life given in the temple of God, which is based on a close relationship with God. And the last verse, which says, But those who seek my life will come to ruin. They shall go down to the depths of the earth. They shall be handed over to the sword and become the prey of jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by the Lord shall exult, for the mouth of the liars will be shut. Um, he's exalting God and making a declaration or a prayer that may all my enemies be destroyed and so that I may continue giving you praise. And the most interesting thing is that when he wrote this psalm, it was a moment when he was facing death threat from Saul. From the book of First Samuel chapter 24, uh, it happened that he was already in the wilderness fleeing the death threats of Saul and while he was hiding in the cave Saul happened to come to the same cave and David had a chance to kill him even his men trolled him verse 5 they said David's servant said to him this is the day of which the Lord said to you I will deliver your enemy into your grasp do with him as you see fit but David decided not to and we see from verse 9 of 1 Samuel chapter 24 
David stepped out of the cave when Saul came out and she um when Saul came out of the cave David stepped out of the cave calling to Saul my lord the king when Saul looked back David bowed to the ground in homage and said why do you listen to those who say David is trying to harm you you see for yourself today that the Lord just now delivered you into my grasp in the cave. I had some thought of killing you, but I took pity on you instead. I decided I will not raise a hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed and a father to me. Look here at this end of your mantle, which I hold, since I cut off an end of your mantle and did not kill you. See, and be convinced that I plan no harm. And no rebellion. I have done you no wrong, though you were, though you were hunting me down to take my life. You see, he was at the verge of death because his life was just a very interesting life. And at this moment, he's talking about the love of God being greater, greater than life. It is the only part in the Bible where the Love of God has been compared to life and it has been found to be better than life. And then he declares that his lips will offer worship to God as long as he lives. That he will lift up his hands calling on the name of the Lord and meditating or savouring his goodness. Now, what is this intimacy that he's bringing out to us? What do we learn about this? We know that David had an intimate relationship with God from the moment when he was young. And that also reveals to us the topic for our meditation, which is the fact that um, if there cannot be identity crisis, if we are on an intimate relationship with God. So intimacy with God brings out our identity, intimacy with God breaks the codes of identity crisis and he did not search for his identity from people or his family or from fame but it was God who actually lifted him he just concentrated on worshiping and praising God and spending time with God and growing in his relationship with God and we know that in the midst of all the struggles that he had to go, to go through, his own father, Jesse, when Samuel came to anoint him as king at the age of 14, he even forgot about him. He was the only one who was not within the visibility of uh, the whole family. He was um, looking after the livestock, you know. And when Samuel asked for all the children, he brought all the sons or the other sons that he had and he actually forgot about David because for some reason he could not imagine that the Lord would have chosen him at that time and then what followed so that was not enough even though he was called and he was the one that when Simon Samuel prophet Samuel that when prophet Samuel uh, was pouring the oil the oil started flowing and so it was known that it is him that the Lord had anointed to be his servant, to be to be the next king. Even though if he was still young, he had to go through 
other challenges in his life which were not told to him at that point and he did not even bother himself with all that he just went on to do whatever he was doing looking after the sheep and um looking after the father's um sheep so then the next point he was degraded by his own brothers when he went to take lunch to his brothers by his father's command and he found the army of the lord was trying to fight goliath and they were all uh, afraid of him or they could not manage or whatever happened that the lord put in his heart that ability that grace that power that he can actually fight goliath and because the lord has had already anointed him for greatness he was able to face goliath by the power of the holy spirit who was imparted upon him when he received that anointing his relationship with god brings out his identity whenever he showed up in his family he has already been identified as the next king of israel when he went where the army of the lord was trying to fight a giant who was intimidating them and abusing the lord david as a young boy also came and the lord revealed his identity when he killed that goliath with just um as through a stone you know he did not even wear the right gear to go for war because he was just too young and that was not enough the next moment of his life is that from that moment now his fame spread all over and as Uh, he went to to Saul he went to Saul now we see Saul hunting him down to kill him from that moment because the women were praising him and not Saul and because of jealousy and envy Saul was hunting him down to kill him and all the time all he was doing was to go and worship God in Saul's palace but many times when Saul was trying to kill him he was protected why because of his intimacy with God so his identity will be revealed he is already a chosen servant an anointed servant of God so his intimacy was the moments that he used to spend worshiping God and the presence of God i believe was engulfing him protecting him surrounding him overwhelming and overshadowing him so that is why he could not be killed before he fulfills his purpose and that is why Saul could not kill him so this psalm was written as we read in the book of first uh, samuel chapter 24 when he had fled to the wilderness and now he went to um, and take He was hiding in a cave with his men and Saul comes to that very cave and the funny thing is that um the bible records that Saul took 3000 picked men from all Israel and went in search of David and his men in the direction of the wild goat crags do you know one man one man who is not armed in the human eyes but remember his worship was a, an enough weapon his worship was a weapon enough even to protect him because he was just worshiping god his intimacy with god was enough 
and enough weapon for him to be protected so he could not be afraid and while in the cave the Lord delivered his enemy to him in the cave but because of the fear he had the fear of God the fear of touching the anointed of the Lord and he knew that the Lord was fighting his battles because that is what intimacy does you know it really changes he did not want his identity or to reveal anything but he knew that his identity was hidden in God and only God would reveal it with time so he was content with that and he did not kill Saul as the men that he was with told him you know and the funny thing you see they quoted they said uh, David verse 5 David's servant said to him this is the day of which the Lord said to you I will deliver your enemy into your grasp do with him as you see fit so David moved up and stiffly cut off an end of Saul's mantle afterwards however David regretted that he had cut off an end of Saul's mantle you see his heart was just with God so he knew that the vindication that he requires will only come from God. So his major concern, he did not want to get distracted. May the Lord help us to keep our focus on him. Even when our enemies come against us, when we go through challenges that we do not understand, when we face even death threats, when we are we are we are surrounded by people who are dying left, right, and center. When times like this, when there's too much darkness in the world, when there are many struggles that we are facing, when you know there are moments when you feel down, helpless, or hopeless may the lord help us to keep our focus on him and to grow in a deeper relationship with him because then we will be protected from doing things that we are not meant to do from doing things to please ourselves you know because the thing is if david decided to kill saul at that moment that means the whole israel will have come to know and the whole of Israel will just glorify him and then probably they will just make him king. But David knew that his identity was hidden in the Lord. So what he did was he just walked in the fear of God. May the Lord help us to walk in the fear of who he is but not who people are because we know that victory comes from him and not from people. When people have identity crisis, identity crisis most of the time or all the time causes us to want to seek people's approval to want to do things to please people to want to do things to be on the side of the people and not god it is the opposite of what god would require and because we are human all these human inclinations are bound to push us to the edge of doing that which is human but we need the divine power of god to help us to be able to see things to do things how the lord would require so that he becomes he becomes who he desires to be in us if our identity is hidden in him then that means we have to trust him through everything that means we have to grow in trust in him if we have a deep relationship with god we will not be distracted by things that we are facing people who are surrounding us situations that are coming our way but he will help us to be able to be focused on him and the most interesting thing about it is after that conversation that David had with Saul, verse 17, the Bible says, When David finished saying these things to Saul, Saul answered, Is that your voice, my son David? And he wept aloud. He wept aloud, the king of Israel. 
Saul then said to David, You are in the right rather than I. You have treated me generously while I have done you harm. Great is the generosity you showed me today. When the Lord delivered me into your grasp and you did not kill me, if a man meets his enemy, does he send him away unharmed? May the Lord reward your generosity for what you have done this day. And now, since I know that you shall surely be king, and that sovereignty over Israel shall come into your possession, swear to me by the Lord that you will not destroy my descendants and that you will not blot out my name and family. David gave Saul his oath and Saul returned home while David and his men went up to the refuge. Praise God. Anyway, so um, that was the conversation that they had and it was very interesting because just imagine an enemy who has pursued you with armies trying to kill you but the lord of armies who is the lord of lords guards and protects his very own who he is who is his intimate friend you know so if intimacy if that closeness with god would cause someone to be in a position like what David was. And we know that from that moment on, um, he went on to become a great king, great king of Israel. And many other things happened, but the Lord was giving him victory over every situation that came his way. We know that there is no way that we can be able to stand before our enemies and not do them harm when they are trying to do us harm. The human the human way is to fight back. But the divine way is to trust God and to watch what God can do. And the identity, full identity of David was revealed when Jesus came through the lineage of David. And we know that he is, Jesus is the son of David. It is a title that he loved. And when a woman called him, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me in the gospel. When he wasn't responding, immediately that woman said, Jesus, son of David, he turned and granted what she wanted. So what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that each one of us, is bound to go through identity crisis in life because we are human. But when we grow in a deep relationship with God, that intimacy, that intimate relationship with God is going to protect us from any traps that would come into our lives to distract us from holding on to the Lord and trusting God while our identity is hidden in Him. And while we hold on to Jesus, he will protect us from anything that would come to interfere with our ability to be able to trust him, to be able to hold on him, to be able to seek our identity from him only because it is hidden in him he created us before he designed us to be born in this world he already had predestined purpose of who we are meant to be many young people mostly because that's a certain age is where it gets to a point where 
those teenage years where we start searching our identity you know and start fitting into the society it is psychological and that is why many people lose their way at a certain age at those teenage years and once that is lost then uh, someone might find themselves taking a very completely wrong path a path of destruction loss of identity identity crisis causes us to take a path of destruction Jesus is the life-giving presence of God. He died so we can live. So if we are to live, then we have to live in him and for him. It doesn't mean that everybody should just leave their um, works or ways of life to go and just spend all day praying or all day um, in a church or something. But it means that we have to have a relationship in each and every walk of our life. David was a shepherd boy. He developed a very intimate relationship with God while he was a shepherd boy. He was not even anointed king then, but he had already developed a relationship with God while being a shepherd. And that is why he said in Psalms 23 that the Lord is my shepherd. So if David managed to have this relationship with God, and an intimate relationship with God while he was a shepherd boy doing his just his own thing that means even when we are doing our business when we are uh, doing a different kind of jobs then we can still have that relationship with God it doesn't have to end in the wilderness it doesn't have to end in the church it doesn't have to be for the religious or those who have given themselves up you know to God <clears throat> It is something that is required for each one of us every walk of life because none of us just happen to be in this world. We are all created. We are all created by him, by God. He created the universe and everything in it. So he knows, he knows who we are from deep down. So once we have located, we have found our identity, then that is a peace that surpasses all understanding. It means we cannot seek approval from anyone. We shall know and believe what the word of God says in the book of Isaiah 43. <clears throat> in verse 4, the Bible says, You are precious and honored in my sight. I give people in exchange for you, precious and honored, and I love you, the Lord says. He says again, you are the apple of my eye. He says again that I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. That means continually he's looking at his palm and thinking about you and I. He's looking at his palm and he can see your face engraved on his palm. That means your presence your your face your presence in the presence of god cannot be removed i mean he takes each one of us as a very special possession so intimacy is what allows us to be able to embrace that love of god that love of god that he reveals to us when we grow into a deep relationship with him. So David, being a worshiper, had already experienced, and that's why he said in Psalms 63, that his desire is just to worship God. Your love is better than life. He experienced the abounding love of God from the challenge that he faced 
from the challenge that he experienced, from the challenge that came his way. The Lord delivering his enemy on his face and then the fear of God. You know, it is a very interesting relationship because of the fear of God, even though the enemy was delivered in their hands, in his hands, he could not harm him. He still feared the Lord. So may the Lord help us that we may grow into an intimate relationship with him so that we can be content every day of our lives to know whose we are and who he says we are. And there's someone who sang this song in these words that really blesses my heart. I'd like you to listen to these words too. You're special, you're unique, you're incomparable. You're a child of the Father and he loves you dearly. You are incomparable. It's mind-zapping to think that Abba, my daddy, would love me so dearly. It is always good to remind ourselves who we are and who God is for us is revealed when we know whose actually we are. That we are special possession, that we are honored in his sight, that Abba is our daddy and he loves us so dearly, so he gave us his son. And even now he still cares for us. His son cares for us, Holy Spirit cares for us. So they all decided that they will leave heaven, come to earth and rescue us. Yet, what do we give back? Sin. What do we give back? Brokenness. What do we give back? Nothing of value. But it doesn't matter. What matters is God is love. So if he loves, then we have to open our hearts to receive that love. Once we receive that love, then we shall be content and it will be the thing that will cover us and protect us from seeking our identity from anything or anyone or from being distracted by the enemies of our soul from fixing our eyes on Jesus. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we bless you, we honor you. We worship you, we enthrone you, we glorify you. Thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. Thank you for revealing to us that you have loved us so very much and your desire is for us to grow into a deeper relationship with you where we shall be convinced that our identity is hidden in you. Where, Lord, we shall not be distracted by anything happening around us or even the enemies that are around us because you are presence will protect and cover us just like you did in the life of David. Help us to worship you Lord and to live a life of worship to grow into that relationship as we honor you, as we worship you, to have it as a soul um, soul thing in our lives, desire, soul desire in our lives to live, to worship you while you protect us, while you guard us, while you lead us, help us to trust in you through every challenge that comes our way. We honor you, we praise you, and we bless you. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for revealing to us the heart of the Father. It is in Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.